It's not like any other podcast. Coming to you straight from Eastern Iowa, where apartment ownership and investing is told like it is. It's time for Darren Garman's Apartment Specialist Podcast. Hold on, because here comes the next episode of the Apartment Specialist Podcast. Well, hey everybody, Darren Garman here, and welcome to this week's podcast. Glad to have you with me whenever you're listening. Uh... Day, night, weekend, morning. Um, uh, some of you, when you communicate with me, you, you, it's kind of interesting when you listen to my podcast because a lot of times you think people listen to the podcast when you release it. So when it goes out, you know, we have a tendency to think, well, yeah, people are just waiting to get the podcast. Um, and of course, that's not the case. It's always interesting to get an idea times of day and how people listen to podcasts and that's why podcasts are so popular right now because they're so easy and there's so much flexibility as to when you can listen to them that uh, it leads to um, uh, it leads to a lot of uh, podcasts because of because of that it's so glad to have you with me and it's always great to get your comments so before we get started on talking about your apartment investment kingdom, uh, which we're going to spend a little bit of time on today. Uh, glad to have you with me, and I'm always interested in your comments and your questions. Uh, my contact information is everywhere, so it's not hard to get a hold of me. And so if and when you want to get in touch with me about something I discuss on the podcast, uh, feel free to do so. And uh, as long as it is not political in nature, um, well, even sometimes, even if it is, I, I, I uh, we will, uh, we like to respond and get back to our, uh, to our folks. So it'd be great to hear from you. Uh, we're going to talk this week about a question I get a lot. And if you would like take an inventory of my podcasts, let's just say over the last, I don't know, let's just say over the last year, you would see uh, probably a majority of them along the lines of what I'm going to talk about in theme. Uh, And it's something that I repeatedly talk about. And by repeatedly, I'm not saying every week. But it is something that we discuss quite a bit. And it's really about how to build, how to start construction, how to get your apartment kingdom off the ground, your apartment investment kingdom, your apartment community kingdom. And this is whether you're going to be or want to be an active owner, landlord, owner, investor, overseeing, managing, and maybe even managing a manager or management company. Um, whether you're that or you want to be totally passive and have somebody else do all the heavy lifting and you get the benefits of being an active owner without being an active owner, so to speak. Either way, you know what we're going to talk about applies to you. And it's interesting because uh, a lot of people want to know how can they get started, start building, start owning, start profiting from owning their own apartment communities. Large, small uh, that size doesn't really matter in this discussion uh, because it's about getting the kingdom built. And so 
that's really where I want to start. And it's really, a lot of people think they have to have the perfect setup or the perfect situation in order to get started. So let me give you a, a quick example. And, and this is an example of a young man that wants to be an active owner investor guy. Okay, so he calls me. Um, so long story short, he gets through to me, and he's asking about an apartment community that my brokerage company, our apartment sales brokerage arm, has for sale, and he wants information on it. And as I'm speaking with him about this, I recognize speaking with this gentleman, probably. Um, maybe a year earlier, a year or so earlier, let's say like eight to 12 months. And the reason I, I remembered him was, of course, he told me his name and then he told me where he's from. And in long story short, just based on his name and where he was from, it was just easy to remember that. Okay. And so this, this young man is asking me questions and the same questions that he asked me about a different property a year ago. And so I said to him, I said, hey, we'll get your questions answered, but what have you what have you purchased so far since we talked last time? I talked to you about a year ago, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember we're talking to you. I said, well, what have you what do you own now? What have you picked up? What what's been going on? Well I haven't I haven't invested in anything. You haven't invested in anything? No, I just haven't found the right property yet. Okay. All right. And so the property that he was calling me on was a really, really good candidate for him to own. Perfect first time owner, investor kind of property with good growth potential, easy to rent. If you're going to landlord it yourself, it's really a great property to own. Okay. So I give him information and you pretty much work on having him uh, at least start taking those steps into um, buying the property. If not buying, let's just start looking at it so you can get the momentum going here. Uh, at the end of the day, he decided he didn't want to, and I've not heard back from him since. Okay. So it's not so much that he didn't buy this property, but my point is, uh, this guy's been looking for the right and the perfect property now for at least a year as far as I know and probably longer. And as I told him, you're never going to find a perfect property. It doesn't exist. There's never going to be the perfect situation that just feels perfect, looks perfect, acts perfect. It's perfect. It's not out there. And if there's one big thing getting in the way of investors getting started at building their apartment community and their apartment investment kingdoms, it's that. They're looking for the perfect deal, the perfect property. As I tell my investment partners, we don't own any property that's perfect. There's always, no matter what, going to be properties with issues, problems to solve, things going on. Okay, And far too many people, too many investors, and, and maybe you're one of them, gets locked into finding the perfect deal. 
It's not out there. Okay. You're never going to find it. I can guarantee you 100% you're never going to find it. As a matter of fact, on the flip side of that, if someone ever tells you that they're in the perfect deal and how unbelievably perfect it is, that's a red flag that they're bullshitting you. <laughs> that's a red flag too. There's no such thing as a perfect property. Nothing is ever perfect, right? And too many investors, that gets in their way and it slows them down to pretty soon they go from interested to active to years go, months go by, years go by, and they haven't done anything. And then they get a hold of me, hey, Darren, how can I, you know, how can I get going and, and start building my apartment investment kingdom? Uh, how, how do I get started? And uh, this is the one thing, one, this is not the only thing, this is one thing that gets in their way. Now, what I don't want you to take from what I'm telling you, by the way, is just to close your eyes and roll the dice and just buy the first damn thing that comes up. Of course, I'm not saying be reckless. I'm not saying don't do your homework. Don't do your due diligence. I'm not saying any of that, of course. But what I am saying is the perfect deal isn't out there. It's not out there. Your best opportunities are opportunities that are really, really good, but not perfect. Okay. You make your money in the apartment building business, because that's really what you are as a builder here, in the apartment investment business, and I'll use the baseball analogy, by hitting singles and doubles once in a while, you might get a home run, but they're rare. But you make your progress hitting singles and doubles. Okay? Not home runs. You can't expect to hit a home run every time you come to the plate here. It's not there. So get that out of your head. Get that out of your mind. You need to understand that that perfect deal is not out there. And by the way, for you guys that spend five hours a day looking at spreadsheets and analysis and cash flow analysis and in all sorts of different scenarios, same goes for you too. Okay? I don't care if you spend 10 hours a day on the spreadsheet, you're not going to find a perfect property. I mean, I talk to a lot of people every month that get stuck on analysis. Okay? They get spreadsheet crazy. They're on spreadsheets and doing analysis programs and maybe even having specific kind of software where they're trying to turn the property inside out, upside down, et cetera, et cetera. And look, analysis is important. Hell yes. Due diligence is important. Understanding where you, balance sheets, understanding income, understanding profit and loss statements. Hell yeah, that's all important. But again, the computer's not going to spit out a perfect scenario for you. You're better to spend an hour doing your analysis and the other four hours looking for more deals. Okay. So again, number one, the perfect property's not out there. Stop trying to find it and stop letting that get in your way. Okay? Stop letting that get in your way. Um, because the sooner you get involved in a project, the wealthier you'll become. The more you procrastinate, 
obviously, the less income and wealth you'll have. Pretty logical. Okay. And related to that is really my second thing. So you want to get started building your empire, building your apartment kingdom, um, and doing it easier and faster. You need to stop procrastinating and you need to stop thinking that what you're doing is actually work. Okay? That what you're doing is actually taking you in that direction to buy something. What do I mean? Um, if you have read 200 books on investment real estate and how to buy it, how to own it, how to manage it, if you've watched 500 investment real estate or apartment property, apartment community, apartment investing videos, if you're subscribed to 28 apartment investor podcasts and you have yet to own anything, you're procrastinating. Why? Because you think that you're actually working on investing your money when you never do. And this, again, is if you're an active investor or a passive investor. And I see this all the time. I mean, people think that by listening to my podcast, they're actually investing and in doing something. They're not. Um, or whoever else's podcast or reading books. Now, again, I want to qualify that. It's important to be informed. Of course, I want you to listen to my podcast. I'm giving out information to help you. Of course, I want to help you. But as you know, there's a point in time where you got to leave the nest. Okay? You got to leave the nest. And many people don't leave the nest. They stay in the nest with more books, more audios, more videos, more conferences they attend, and they have yet to do a damn thing. Or they have yet to expand where they already are at. I have every month dozens of investors that are procrastinators. They just can't get around to getting involved in that project, owning that property themselves, being a passive partner of ours in our next project that we're taking over. And, you know, I get a list of excuses, um, but they're going to listen to the next podcast. They're going to watch those videos. They're going to read some more books. They're going to get more informed and educated, but there'll be more and more reasons they finally end up not doing anything. Don't let that be you. Okay. There is a fine line between being educated getting the information that you need and understanding, then again, thinking you're actually doing something. I tell this story. I, I told it before on other podcasts. I remember this guy, his name was Merv. And this was like an active owner investor. And in my early uh, apartment brokerage days, when I'm you know, showing apartments to sell to people, over a four-year period of time, this guy would look at three or four properties a year, have me show him these properties, and he wouldn't end up buying a damn thing. Uh, this guy actually ended up dying, not buying any real estate. But he spent four years, you know, thinking he was doing something. And he ended up not having anything. Okay? Anything. Don't let that be you. Number three. Bad information. 
bad information. So when you think of owning your own apartment property or being a landlord, let's just say being a landlord, what do you think of? Well, you either think of one of two things. One, you either think of the income you could be generating, the returns, the profits, taking advantage of the trends that are happening uh, with our renter nation right now, especially what's going to happen over the next five years. You could be thinking of that or you're thinking of what? Management, maintenance, tenants, evictions, repairs, flooding, broken this, broken that. Non-payment of rent, tenants destroying apartments, destroying homes, etc., etc., right? And so a lot of people think that this is a good idea, actually plan on putting their money in a project that they're going to run and manage themselves or maybe be passive in, but they don't because they've heard stories. You know, somebody's got some cousin, some uncle, some friend somewhere that owns some property and has a landlord or rental property horror story, right? Am I right? Think about it. You had to have heard a landlord or renter rental property horror story somewhere. Everybody's got one. And a lot of people use that as their script to not eventually building their apartment kingdom, owning as many apartment units as they can either actively or passively and taking advantage of what's on the, what's on the table right now because they've got bad information playing in their head. Um, I see this a lot. And I see this through investors asking me management type of questions. In other words, what do you do when a tenant does this? What do you do when this happens or when that happens? Um, if I get a lot of those kinds of questions, then this is the record that's playing in their head. Um, when, at the end of the day, if you have any issues with any people with real estate, it's 95.5. So 95% of all of our tenants that we've got, we have no issues with, no problems. And that's even on some of the lower income properties we own. And yes, we do own some low income properties. Even on some of those, we have a 100 unit property that the majority of the tenants that live there live on some kind of a subsidy, okay? And by the way, that property's cash flow and return is well into the double digits year after year. Um, its overall return is huge, by the way. Um, and out of those 100 units, we deal with five people, four or five people that are a pain in the butt. Our management folks do. My on-site manager does. 95 of them are fine. But if you talk to Uncle Joe, he'd make you think it's the other way around. And it's not. So is bad information getting in the way of you building or having your own apartment investment or apartment community kingdom as an investor? Uh, question to ask yourself on that. Number four. Number four is, well, 
Number four is something that I could actually put this as like number one, really. But it it's something that's getting into that gets in the way of a builder of their own apartment kingdom, and more than likely, you may have experienced this at some point. Well, I know you have because I have, uh, and that is not thinking you are educated enough, smart enough, intelligent enough, have enough experience in order to profit from this and own your own or be involved in your own apartment investment uh, community, apartment investment kingdom, apartment investment empire, or whatever you want to call it. Um, nothing is further from the truth. Uh, the majority of my partners don't have a damn clue about any kind of apartment or housing regulation at all. They have no idea, nor do they want to have an idea. Now, quite a few of our clients who are active owners, landlords, investors, they do. I mean, that's because they like that stuff. They like being involved in it. But the, the thought that you need to, you know, take some courses at, in college, get an MBA, uh, read a bunch of books, watch a bunch of videos, go to a bunch of conferences. All that is good and it helps, but it is not a prerequisite. And a lot of people will say, you know what, before I do that, I think I'm going to take these classes, read these eight books, go to these five conferences, then I am probably ready to go. When in fact, even though that doesn't hurt you, it's not necessary. Okay? And a lot of people are surprised when I say that. It's not. Because I can tell you 95% of our investment partners, and we have hundreds and hundreds of partners across the United States, they don't know a damn thing about any of this. Again, nor do, nor do they want to. But they're getting the kind of benefits as if they did. So one particular project that we own is um, 168-unit property. And that property has, ever since we've owned it now, we've owned it now going on 10 years. That thing has been a double-digit machine ever since we've owned it in terms of returns. So the investors in that have enjoyed really nice double-digit returns on that particular property since we've owned it going on 10 years now. Not to mention the tax benefits, not to mention um, you know, so, some other really nice side benefits of owning this particular property, okay? Um, out of those partners, I don't know of any that have spent any time educating themselves on being a landlord, being a property manager, running your own apartment property empire first before they got involved in owning it. Okay. Now, if you feel more comfortable getting involved before you get involved in a property and want to read some books, um, take some courses, go to a couple conferences. Heck yeah. I mean, look, I'm not discouraging that at all. Um, hell, I go to four or five conferences a year myself to 
hone the skills, make sure that I um, am up to date with what's going on and that I can do the best job for my partners as I can and for our investments. But it's not a prerequisite, okay? And a lot of people tend to think it's a prerequisite. And it's not. Uh, because here's the deal. There has never been an easier time to own your own apartment community than today. There never has been. The money, lenders are begging to put money into apartment projects to lend on. I mean, there's more money chasing apartment deals than I've seen in my 25-year-plus uh, real estate career. And by the way, they're not being stupid about it. So this isn't like 07 or 07 and 08 where a lot of the mortgages and the, you know, a lot of that was going on where the stated income and they didn't. So that's not the case. But what is the case is there's more money chasing deals than there is deals. And so when money, when interest rates are so low right now, they're so low. And the apartment community investment opportunities are out there. There's really no excuse and no easier time to own, whether it's active or passive. There's, there really is no better time. Um, especially with where the trends are today. And I've discussed those trends over and over again regarding demand from tenants and demand from investors. And when you talk to and deal with those people that are at ground zero on this stuff, it's developing almost exactly as I have been talking about. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I can predict the future. I'm not saying I got a crystal ball or I've got some kind of connection. I'm not. I'm just saying it is working and progressing pretty much like I thought it would so far. And we're seeing that. Okay. Um, and what's really cool about this is we have, I mean, every month we get a lot of great people getting involved in owning their next apartment project or apartment community, adding to what they already own with apartments and apartment communities or even a fund that we may have or getting involved in their first one. So there's plenty of people doing this, but there's a hell of a lot more people not doing it because of the reasons that I've just gone over. And these are the main ones. And there are others. You know, there are others. Um, and I'll mention one more that is totally key to this before we go ahead and we wrap up this week's podcast. Um, because this last one is like crucial. It's like critical to building your apartment empire. And by the way, it's not what you think. So a lot of you are probably already thinking, oh, that last one's probably something to do with having money, credit, um, some kind of a, a rich connection, somebody that's got a bunch of money. Um, actually, none of that. Um, but again, before I go there, the time is now. Many people are taking advantage of it. Um, you know, just like our 120 plus unit project that, you know, we've got, uh, we've got under contract. And we're going to be closing on probably here in the next 60 days. This is the kind of property 
that is perfect, even though it's not perfect, like what I talked about, it's not perfect, but it is perfect for those. In, there's not one investor involved in that project that other than one that I know of, and that's because his dad made him take care of some duplexes and stuff when he was a kid, help him manage it, okay? There's not one investor involved in this six-plus-million-dollar project that has experience, that is um, being held up by analysis and paralysis of spreadsheets and things being perfect and all that kind of stuff. Not one. Like I said, except for the guy that has some experience in taking care of some of his dad's properties when he was a kid. Right? Um, so, it doesn't hurt that you want to do that and get knowledge. It doesn't hurt that you want to have a little bit of comfort knowing some things. That's fine, but it is not a prerequisite. So, Darren, what's the thing that you really wanted to touch on lastly that is critical and crucial to success in this? Um, here it is. If you really want to build your apartment kingdom, you need help. You need help doing it. Okay. And there's two places that you need help from. Two major places. Um, number one, that the place that you need help doing this with is being connected and hooked up with guys like me. Okay, because guys like me that have been doing, so I've been doing this now going on more than 25 years now. Um, nose to nose, toes to toes with it basically every day. Yeah, including weekends too. Um, that's who you want on your team here. Uh, using those kind of people, people like me, gives you the leverage of speed and gives you the leverage of expertise without having to do all of that yourself. Now, I would never compare my investing genius, if that's what I guess I'd call it, um, acumen, my investing acumen, with like Warren Buffett. Okay, But the only reason people invest in Berkshire Hathaway is they're investing in Buffett. Right? They're investing in his, they're writing his coattails. Well, the same is with this. So the main reason people invest with me is they're writing my coattails with the kind of projects that they're getting involved in. Um, so you need to find, and I'm not saying I'm the guy, and I'm the only person that you would want to get connected with. But you want to get connected with as many people like me as you can that can bring you speed in building your apartment investment kingdom. Okay? Uh, pretty self-explanatory, but it's worth mentioning because a lot of people get this information. Then they go out and, for example, talk to a residential real estate agent that is their um, sister-in-law, for example, who's never sold an apartment property or looked in an apartment community in her whole life. And that's who they, they pick to help them start getting involved in the investment real estate business. I see it all the time. It's actually kind of funny. Um, you know, I see that stuff a lot when that's not the right choice to make. 
Okay, so you you want you, you number one, you want to find somebody like me. Number two, and this is crucial, you got to have buy-in from your spouse. Yep, you have to have buy-in on this from your spouse or your significant other, whether you're man, woman, whatever. You got to have buy-in from the significant other on this. For those of you that don't have a significant other right now, this doesn't apply to you. But the majority of my partners, the investment clients I deal with every day, they do have a significant other. And they've got buy-in from them. A lot of people have not gotten involved in owning their own apartment communities because their wife doesn't want them to. Their wife doesn't like the idea, hates the idea, thinks it's risky, has the, um, uh, the record going on in her head about bad tenants, trash in the place, uh, late night phone calls. I mean, I could go on and on. Um, and it's usually women that are, uh, that are uh, objecting to this in a marriage or you know, long-term relationship. And by the way, ladies, I'm not picking on you here. I'm not picking on ladies at all, and I'm not being sexist. I'm just, this is fact. I'm just telling fact here. Most of the time, ladies don't want to deal with this stuff. You know, and there's a reason why 95 plus percent of our investors are men. Again, we have quite a few women that have money with us and are invested with us, and I work with every year. But, you know, most of them are guys. Okay? Uh, ladies just don't like this kind of stuff in general. Not everybody, but in general. So I'm at a conference a few months ago, and I'm a guest speaker, and I'm up, you know, I'm up there on stage, and we're we're taking Q and A, and a gentleman is asking about what he can do to basically talk his wife into wanting to own real estate. Okay, so he's at this conference by himself. Wife refuses to go to the conference with him. But he wants to know what he can do to talk her into getting involved in real estate. I, or owning their own apartment community, I get at least one or two requests per month from men contacting me saying, hey, can you have a conference call with me and my wife and you can like tell her why we should invest in some of these apartments? I used to do that. Um, but I stopped doing that years ago because it never, never went well. It never went well. I mean, I've had fights in my office on more than one occasion. And I mean, like, loud, arguing. I mean, in each other's face, screaming, fights about this. And look, you guys know the bottom line here. If you don't get buy-in, you're not going to get anything. Um, and so, I mean, you got choices to make there, obviously, but you cannot force this issue. It's a big deal because if you think you're going to do this when your significant other is dead set against it and they're not going to really notice and it won't really be a big deal, um, you're wrong. I can tell you that from experience. So do what you need to do to get buy-in 
from whomever it is you need to get buy-in from. Uh, that is so important. Uh, what's helped a lot with this, by the way, is you know investing some money, whether you're buying it yourself and you're going to run it and landlord it yourself, whether you're going to be passive, it doesn't really matter. You know, not betting the whole farm on the first project. You're taking some of that money out, uh, you know, and putting it in and just seeing how it goes. Worst case scenario is you, you can get the I told you so. This was a bad idea. But even when you do that, you haven't, you haven't really lost a lot, right? Um, that's a suggestion I have for you if, that is, if, if what I'm talking about is resonating with you. But you need to get buy-in. Um, again, two or three calls a month I get or emails I get about this, wanting me to, you know, have the conversation with the person that needs to buy into this. And that's something I just won't do. Um, cause it doesn't, it doesn't really work. Um, it doesn't really work. So when it comes to coming full circle here, you think about where you're at right now with your life where you're at financially, right? Are you reaching your potential with your investments right now? Are you truly, really at your potential? And if you're not, one or more of the things that I've talked about in terms of building your own apartment kingdom could be the reasons why you're not. And I totally understand there are other investments out there other than multifamily apartment communities. I get it, right? But knowing what you know now, apartment communities really, really should be at least a part of your overall financial picture, actively or passively. And if they're not, you're really, really missing out and you're not reaching your true investment potential. But when it comes to making the decision that, yeah, I should own some apartments, I should be involved in another apartment community or my first apartment community, whatever it is, and you're not finding yourself taking action. Think about some of the things that I've talked about on this podcast and how you can identify them you know, stop kind of lying to yourself about them if they're going on. That's like the first big thing. If You know, stop lying to yourself. Oh, that's not going on when, you know, yeah, it's going on. Identify them. Stop lying to yourself about them. Deal with them. Tackle them. And start taking action. Um, that is the best recipe for building your own apartment kingdom. Questions, comments uh, on this week's podcast. We'd love to hear from you. I appreciate you joining me this week. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great weekend whenever you are listening. And we will talk to you later. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining the Apartment Specialist Podcast. For investment questions, comments, or to get in touch with Darren, go to www.heartlandinvestmentrealestate.com.